0: One, two? Is this thing on? Ha ha ha! Vince here, and I'm here to introduce you to today's episode. St. Valentine's Day Massacre. And I don't give a damn that Stone Cold Steve Austin is here. And I don't give a damn that fans are out there crying about some of these segments, or some of the music. I'm gonna put in my own music. Because no one knows shit. Only I know good shit, you jackasses. We're taking a word out of the page of the books of... My nemesis, stove Cold, Steve Austin. Yeah, I you Without worried. further ado... You uh, you following, huh? What the hell do you think what? you're doing, son? No, huh? Nothing. What? Nothing. No, no, nothing. Nothing. Steve, nothing. What are you doing? Nothing. I'm not doing... Coming Steve. up here with more of your okay. shitty-ass segments? What? 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 What are you talking do you about? You know Is whose I... music we're using today, kid. What? You have to beat your ass again? No, 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 I get to no, say no. Valentine's Day no, no. Massacre, you no, no, son no, no, of a okay. bitch. You know we're not using this music today, kid. What? What? You know exactly what song we're going to use. Yeah, we're u- so yep. use it. Okay, we're using Leah's song. Let's do it. Leah's song. Here we go. Actually, as a matter of fact, stutter. so now, without further ado, the follow podcast is scheduled for one fall. And today's topic, in your house, say Valentine's Day Massacre. And introducing the intro song, Project Awesome from Leah.
1: This is our wrestling podcast. This is Dave along with Jess. Good evening, David and Craig David (laughs) bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today. The St. Valentine's Day Massacre hit us up on Instagram at OWP 2019 and you can click on Linktree. You can find us on all sorts of platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Guys, why are we talking about the Saint Valentine's Day Mastering
2: Um, Day? We had another fan request, so we're 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 a big deal, yeah. basically.
1: <laughs> I'm a big deal, but uh, it, it's, it's an odd one, so bear with me. It's h underscore c prez underscore Beach City Bullies with a Z at the end damn, Craig, everything all right over there? <laughs> and uh, he actually requested this offhand. He said, hey, guys, I have a request. I would love to talk about the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, one of his favorites. We got you covered, buddy. We're going to talk about it today. So um, a lot of people, when we started talking about this, it was it was like, yeah, we've always wanted to cover a in your house. That's kind of where it comes from, right? It's interesting. When you look it up on the network, at least for me, when I looked up in your house, it doesn't show this one. You have to go specifically to the St. Valentine's day massacre. Just so if you guys are looking, yeah, the it, last branded
2: know. in your house was December of 97. Uh, when they did Degeneration, generation D generation X in your house. And then they took the in your house title out. So all the odd pay-per-views yeah. were kind of in your houses, but they didn't put it like this was just called the St. Valentine's day massacre, mm-hmm. but it was still under the in your house category, which is weird to me.
3: Because it was between majors. They just called everything between the major ones and in your house. No, I don't even think that
2: because I I think, I don't remember when no way out became a pay-per-view, but I don't believe no way out was in your house. Maybe it was, maybe it was. Oh wow. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it's weird when you look it up It's St. Valentine's day massacre colon in your house. And then when like what Dave was saying, when you go to the network, even to look it up, if you type up in your house, it brings everything up under that umbrella, which ends in December of 97 with DX in your house. Yes. So, uh,
1: I had a hard time finding it today,
2: but yeah, technically, uh, Saint Valentine's Day Massacre is a distant cousin of In Your House. If you want to break it down to, uh,
1: well, there you go. You wanna...
3: Well, I'm am a purist, and if it doesn't have a really dumb, stupid front yard that you're walking through on the way to the yeah, ring it's... with a wacky In Your House, then that's not it's in not your house In Your House. To me.
1: Yeah, it's very <laughs> true. <laughs> there you go. There you go. No good stuff. So what what are the highlights of? I mean, should we talk about In Your House, kind of how it came to fruition? Because if I'm not mistaken, this was not like your regular Sunday pay-per-view. No, this uh, or
2: the original in your house. Actually, this was way after it kind of just became the original concept was made in '95, and it was actually two hour long pay per view. So it was before both promotions, WCW and WWF, decided we're going to do a pay per view every month. WCW of all promotions was the first one to take a step forward, and they were like, "We're they're pushing towards a pay per view every month." Whereas WWF, I think, was a little hesitant. Because ninety-five wasn't the best fiscal year, so for wrestling. So I think what they did, they started mm-hmm. out, I want to say May was the first in your house. Um uh and it was a two hour long pay-per-view, not three, and it was a reduced price. It was like $24.99 or $19.99, something like that. Uh, instead of the regular like $30 price point that most pay-per-views were back then. Then after a while, WWF, and I, I don't remember when they did, they went from two to three hours and just started charging you normal pay-per-view price. Uh, that was before, I'm pretty sure that was before they took the In Your House tag off. They went up to three hours. I, it had to have been sometime in 97 to happen. I just don't remember which one it was. So uh, so that's, that's how it basically, the In Your House thing got started and like craig said the early ones uh all in 95 and in 96 they literally had the front yard of a house and the wrestlers would walk out the door for the entrance and it was a, uh, it was very corny very corny
3: <laughs> yeah and this one i guess was did, so i guess they, they counted as the last one I think Some so. The, the I think so. Branded yeah. or unbranded. Yeah.
2: You you would think, uh, you know, a fan that requested this, we do our research. We don't. Um, <laughs> we just, it, it's hard. It gets murky here. It, when- when wrestling started speeding up, especially in the Monday Night Wars, like, I feel like I close my eyes and, like, three pay-per-views passed me by. It's like, huh? And so, like, St. Valentine's Day Massacre, we're going to get into it, is really notable for one particular match. And we all know which one that was. But there was a couple other notables on it, too. But this one was really led by Vince and Stone Cold and their whole ongoing feud that started late 97 was still plowing through the wrestling industry, even to this day, pretty much. Not yeah. culminating here, but like the two finally got in the ring in a match against each other, which hadn't happened before. I mean, they were both in the same Royal Rumble, but McMahon did all the little shenanigans to get away from Austin. Uh, I believe it was a month before that happened. In Royal Rumble 99. Vince actually won the Royal Rumble. Um, because, and he lasted like over an hour or some bullshit. But he, I mean, he was in the back and he was taken out of the ring and he rested in the back and it was a whole bunch of stuff they did. But he actually eliminated Stone Cold to win the damn thing. So uh, Austin wanted to murder him at this point.
3: Yeah. yeah. And, and it, this is known for kind of the the in the confines of a big kind of awesome looking black steel cage, which looks like the old blue wrestling, uh, the, the old blue cage that they used to have, but painted black. It's kind of ominous and very cool. Um, but then also it was the event that saw the debut of Paul Wizzite, uh, the big show, who's Andre <laughs> the Giant's son. Um, and then Ivory, who was in Glow. And another, and so there was there was a lot in attitude area, area attitude era. This was and a debut a, a kind of, a, of
2: a, ivory, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh my shit! That's a that's a nugget. That's Take a heck call. of a fact right there. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're and this, the date of this event was February the fourteenth, Valentine's Day. Get it uh, in nineteen of 1999. Yep. Uh, God, nineteen ninety nine. God, nineteen thousand people packed this fucking arena. Yeah, no, this was absolutely. the heart and, and of the back- Attitude Era, man. This was WCW was starting to falter here at the beginning of 99, but they were actually still they were still yes. pretty strong right here at the beginning of 99, but WWF had been beating them for 8 months in the ratings, I think at this point, like pretty solidly. Um and so it was getting it was getting to be one-sided, but it hadn't quite happened here, but like uh uh Craig said, um when the gentleman we know as the Big Show debuts, that was kind of the big coup they pulled him over from WCW, and uh, it it just started to get worse for WCW after this point.
3: Do I need to clarify yeah. that he's? I, I realize that he's not actually Andre the Giant's son, or was that? Uh, I, do we? No, we do not run out no, there know I, that I'm joking. I, I,
2: listen, I want to <laughs> compliment <laughs> yeah, our okay. audience as much as the next person does, but I'm glad you said that because you might have to for some people. I don't put it past okay. some, some. I'm sorry, some God, wrestling Josh, fans. You're just, such a fucking just heel. ridiculous.
1: They they get it. They're smarks. I don't, I don't know if
2: you... No, you can't prove that to me, Dave. You have no proof.
1: You're such a heel, bro. Just Wham! Saying. I don't but know what that means. I just, I just, going, <laughs> going, going back to your relatively, you know, the realms of confusion, there was a lot of confusion that I saw watching some of this back. Um, there, was, there was a lot of that... I didn't know who the heel was. I didn't know who the the face was but at the same time it didn't really matter the crowd just rooted for who they liked you know they would try to make heels and i think the crowd and was this was uh this else. was
2: really in the heart of vince russo land it he didn't end up leaving to go to wcw until uh september of this year 99 but uh so he was still you yeah. know head booker head writer here um and you could i mean There are just so many wrestling shows WWF wise around this time phrase where it's just God, he's got his Russo prints all over it and and we'll get into it as we go on in the card. And it's just like, oh, my God, it's just like it's booking on top of booking on top of angle and and like 19 million things happen in one match. Like it's a.
1: Goldust has a face was enough for me to go. What the fuck? It's just a here? yeah.
2: I, I'm not a big fan of Vince Russo. I I don't think a lot of people really are. Uh, but back here he was credited.
1: well. Surprised. He was
2: credited back here with he did play an important part. He did. Um. Uh, but he had to be watched. And and I know that phrase is over. You you know it's used over and over again. If you don't have the filter. Um. You you know how great really are you? And we all found out how great he was not when he went to WCW and he had no filter there. Vince. We shit on him now because he's the last word now and he's making a lot of bad choices because I think he's old and out of touch. But back here, Vince knew how to surround himself with people um, and then filter their ideas and make sure they don't go too crazy with it. But this was a really batshit crazy booking booked pay-per-view by Vince Russo here. I mean, it's like I said, his the evidence is everywhere.
1: So we had eight matches on this card
2: which was a break from our last hmm. review that we did. We, we reviewed WrestleMania seven a little bit ago and there was 14 matches on there, but, but here, yeah, there's only, uh, did you say eight? You did say it, didn't you? Yeah. There's only eight on the card this time. They had, they had Sunday night heat before these pay-per-views, by the way, and they would have like three matches on Sunday night heat. Cause it was like, they used Sunday night heat as their pre-show, uh, before pay-per-views. So, um, that's where you told the story.
3: Uh-huh. Did they have a Saturday? Do they have Saturday Raws? During watching this, they always flash back to like the day before they had a special Raw on Saturday. Did you remember that at all?
1: Yeah, they they talk, They talked. did talk about it, but I did not yeah, remember it. There uh, were like Saturday I, either Raws. Either they yeah. had it. Uh, yeah, it depends
2: on if something else like, you know, a fucking dog show or something would push them from their normal slot in USA. And it, <laughs> it could have been one of these times where they had the dog show. And then so they had to.
3: Or silk stocking special yes. episode. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs>
2: silk stockings, fuck! I totally remember. Oh my god! What's the white what,
1: white, so coll- white collar on USA? What's the
3: the cyclers, the Miami Beach Patrol? Oh man, with the, the the bicycle cops.
2: Uh,
1: where? Come on! It's, 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 oh, it was a show uh, G- at Gumbel USA. And just kidding! <laughs> I couldn't help it. Gumball and Gumble, Family Guy. I'll find out by the end of this <laughs> podcast. I'm just going to chime in with the name
3: of the show. And everyone's, a lot of people are screaming into their cars right now
1: or they're, yeah,
3: <laughs> I'll find it. It was on after <laughs> all
1: World. seven of them, bro. They'll, they'll all scream into it. David, all seven viewers and listeners. Yeah. David. What? Um. So, so
2: yeah, so yeah, there was only eight <laughs> matches on this card, which is kind of typical. Um, I, again, like I think I like 94, they started slimming their pay-per-views down to, it was only like seven matches in some cases. So this kind of, they kind of kept that going, which thank God, because sometimes, you know, 14 matches is a bit much, um, So we'll start, I'll start it out here. We'll just go match by match. The first match to open up this pay-per-view was gold dust against blue dust. Um, for those of you who don't know, (laughs) blue dust was the blue meanie from ECW and the BWO. And, uh, if you don't know who that is, I'm not going to explain it because it takes too long. um, Go, so now he came, and he was it. a partner of gold dust for a while and he called himself blue dust because the whole thing about the blue meanie was he put blue in front of everything because he wore blue and he wore blue eyeshadow and he, you know, blue mohawk. So, and he was like dumpy and he showed his fat belly. He wore like belly shirts and jean shorts and that's the blue meanie.
1: Um, Pacific blue. The, way, the show's he, called
3: Pacific blue. Uh,
2: <laughs> <and> Pacific, blue
1: <laughs> Pacific blue. And by the way, he was billed over. He was billed at over 300 he, pounds. He Can was you believe fat. it? It was not he was fat pounds, pounds no?
2: that's all i know um Who, blue blue dust <laughs> he that's was the big, official weight big old fatty. so gold dust uh, their their match was a it was like an iron man match it was three minutes and four seconds um and gold dust pinned him and gold <laughs> a pinned reverse him. broadway and uh yeah yes what what a way to open up a pay-per-view not with a match that gets them off their ass baby uh a three Three-minute match with Goldust and Blue Dust. Sweet Lord. Already, this pay-per-view... When when I watched it, I was like, this shit's not starting out very good for me, like at all.
1: But here's the thing about it, right? Before we get into our thumbs-up-down-middle, Goldust literally gets the fans up and going with a shattered dreams at the the when the match is over he's like i i don't hear enough cheers if you want shattered dreams he kept he kept raising his arms up if you want this you have to give it to me and i saw this throughout the pay-per-view they were so i don't want to say desperate but they were so passionate about getting the crowd up that you don't see anymore they just expect it if that makes sense but goldust was like no give it to me if you want this, you have to give it to me. And finally the crowd gets up enough and he does deliver shattered dreams when the match is over. And that's finally the payoff for blue dust or blue, Meanie to get kicked in the nuts, you know, while he's impaled to the, to the corner. I find that fascinating because I I don't remember seeing that in any other, you know, genre of wrestling. I think they were just really trying to get people amped up. There was so much about the amp up. Like DX, let's get rid of this it! All that kind of stuff was all to get the crowd fired up. Hello, ladies. This this is all fire up. All getting them. It's all about the show here, and it's like getting the crowd pumped. And to me, that was just that was that epitome of attitude era at that time. No? Yes? Maybe? Yeah, I think well, once
2: especially when the NWO took over, face and heels became blurred. And I think that's the. I think that was the problem here. Is like. We forget that the people on top were the ones that kept us watching here. And they were so over. It just is a testament to how over the rock was here and Mankind and, and Austin and those guys and DX. Like you, and you dealt with this shit. Like we're talking about an undercard on WrestleMania 7 that had Dino Bravo and Kerry Von Eric on it. Um, Okay, at least one of those names are really big. And people do remember Dino Bravo. I'm not trying to shit on him. But then you open up a pay per view with Goldust and Blue Meanie in a a three minute match. Like I just instantly when I started watching this, and maybe it's because it's our second fan review, the person who requested this is like, What the fuck, guys, right now you're shitting on the pay-per-view. It's only the first match. Um, but <laughs> nah, I'm sure he likes the it's end. just it's like good. it's just like I was watching this going, God, like the attitude era did mess up a lot of stuff. And on both sides, from NWO side of it on WCW to this side, because you lost what face and heel were. And the reason why Gold Dust was so desperate in a three-minute match to get heat was because it's what he probably, it's what they do in house shows, which is what you don't do on a pay-per-view. You sit and ponder to the crowd. Not good. Like when I saw it, I was like, this is generic. Like, this is terrible. And like, uh, he, he did mm. Shatter's Dreams. That was one of his signature moves. And he had to beg people to cheer for a signature moves. Did Jake ever beg people? Like he would do the fucking twirl finger and knew the DDT was coming. Jake didn't st- walk around the ring for 20 minutes going, come on. Do you want it? No, oh, I got to hear you louder. Like, no bullshit. Like people were chanting DDT before he even touched the guy before the bell rang. So that's, that's, that was my, the glaring thing here was just like, God, like for as fondly as a lot of people remember the Attitude Era, the undercard was such shit sometimes and it's at Vince Russo booking everywhere. It was all just over the top and, and, uh, characters, no, 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 you know, just ridiculous.
1: No, no fault, no fault to the
2: guys. No, not at no all. Not at all.
1: Man. because I, it sounds stupid I know we're, we're, we''re playing this way too long the blue meanie puts on a moonsault that I would love to be able to put on it was fantastic which he missed and that's how he loses but come on man like they were they were putting in work but to your point if the storylines don't matter they don't matter and I'm trying to that's probably even better
2: we'll summed it up perfect actually if the storylines don't matter they don't matter that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah,
3: and I, I will say I I chuckled mightily at kind of the the build up when blue um, where blue dust is on a couch in all blue paint and he does the oh, blue dust hilarious. and then he starts coughing. So I will say he did get a laugh out of me before this match <laughs> yeah, started and, goes, and then that was the goes, last
0: laugh. <coughs> yeah, blue dust. Yeah, and then is also very <laughs> was cool.
3: It's cool to see 21 years later Dustin Rhodes putting on great matches still. So kudos to He's to gold done. dust. I, I, I was proud of him. Watching this back, I today, can't dude.
1: even explain how talented Dustin Rhodes is uh, to this day, and um, we're we're spoiled, you know, to see someone like that. And um, the whole garb of Gold Dust coming out in this match is phenomenal, and Blue Dust's promo coming in is fucking great. And unfortunately, that's where it ends. So um, I guess I'll do it because um, just swigging some water right now. Are we doing a thumbs up, down, middle? What are uh, we doing? That now? is
2: our criteria, and I will um, thumbs down it's a it was the opening match and you know typically that's the one that really i mean give me at least 6 or 7 minutes of you know they usually do Stuff it, it's basic wrestling, not basic pondering that they should be doing. It's basic wrestling to get the crowd to go through emotions. And typically, a good opening match is a is a face and a heel, a clear one. And yes, they were trying to tell us a story here. We didn't have, but that. they didn't really. I don't know. It was just more of like a play on like uh, I get well, it. He's blue dust, uh, and the other guy's gold dust. Uh, it, like it bugged ugh. me
1: too because gold dust was the face when it came down to it, the way it was coming down, but. It almost felt like Blue Dust should have been the face because he was—he's never been a bad guy in a sense. It made—it didn't make sense there. I will give a thumbs up to the, to the to the, the the to the build, the video work they did because Blue Dust was hilarious and Gold Dust is pissed off, but the match is a total thumbs down for me. Total thumbs down. There's
3: a story of Pat Patterson before WrestleMania when, oh, when he told Tito Santana in the opening match. Uh, Tito, you knew to get him off their ass, Tito. And it was a very, it was Tito went out there and, and as the opening match got him off their ass, this was the opposite of that thumbs down. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes. This was the uh, opposite. <laughs> I love it. It, it, is, we, it is a thumbs down. Is any, any, bad is Goldust, an any bad
3: opener <laughs> and, and, this is called an anti-Tito. Any bad
1: opener. This is a major anti-Tito.
3: Right, WrestleMania one, right? right. Yeah, that Pat Patterson.
2: Kind and of by the legend. way, on WrestleMania one, not to go long on this match, but Tito Santana wrestled. <laughs> right. Tito Santana wrestled the Executioner. Does anybody remember him? No, because Tito was nope. so good, and he took that advice. I got to get him off their ass, like you know, and he went out there and you can go back and yeah I know it was a match from 85 or whatever but I mean like they went out there they did their job with Tito Santana he had name value like gold did here and like he just Tito did his job now I don't know who told them to go 3 minutes I'm not that's probably not the best <laughs> time to have but um you know so I I give him credit on that but who why would you open a paper with 3 minutes
3: do you think Pat Patterson took aside um Blue Meanie and goes Blue Dust you got to get him off the ass Blue Dust you got to uh, No you got three minutes to, to get sure them off the ass,
2: blue dust. Blue dust, come here for a minute, like in private. <laughs>
1: I'm sure. I'm pretty sure you said blue dust. When the when the match starts, it's over. Get it done.
2: I'm sure it's like blue dust. God we need damn. to talk about your tights. Not very flattering. Anyway, just go out there. Just.
1: I, I, I thought his balls were going to pop out any minute. I'm just, I'm just oh, saying sure, sure like, they it did. was bad. So the next yeah, was
3: like ripped sweats. <laughs>
2: yeah. they're soft.
3: Sorry. We need to move on. You're absolutely right. I'm sorry. Like, this the is, n- yeah, this
1: we is the next match <laughs> is, uh,
2: is Bob Holly, uh, defeated Al snow, um, uh, to either win or defend the hardcore championship. Cause I watched this match. He won did, okay. It. Cause I watched this match with, with no sound on when I had time at work. And so I didn't, I, nobody wore the belt when they came out. So I don't know. And, uh,
1: which is fucking Yeah, weird. and I don't and
2: they wrestled, they went outside. I can't say they wrestled, that's a bad word. They fought outside and they did all kind it was a typical WWF hardcore match for this era. Um and Bob Holly apparently, according to Dave, won the title, which fine. Um and it was nine minutes and fifty eight seconds, which you could have shaved two minutes and off. He this. was
1: he and he was removed to the name Sparky Plug. What? Oh,
2: so deal. he became hardcore here. No,
1: no, uh. no. He was already hardcore but everyone I remember him as Sparky Plug and he was trying to get out from under it when he won the title. Oh, he got out from under the Sparky Plug. That was no. the, that was the announcers. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh. I did watch it with the sound on and I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. But okay. And uh, they got thrown into the river, the Mississippi yeah. River,
3: a dirty, like a tire-filled, disgusting, frigid river, and then thirty-five favorite,
1: degree fucking river. Favorite yeah. part
3: of this match is Bob Holly pins him outside, and then has to do a huge, like three-minute run all the way back into the arena, and he's completely blown. out. yeah, yeah. Um, that was yeah. hilarious. So it was. We gotta
1: jog it back, bro. Jog it back. We got shit to do. Yeah,
2: yeah.
4: So he went to and, the, and what's
1: he, even no? What's even funnier? What's even funnier about it is I'm sorry, Jess. I might be still in your thunder. Is that poor Holly? Knows the finisher is he has to wrap Al Snow. What does everybody want? Into the chain link fence, right? He's he's trapped by the chain link
3: fence. He cannot get out. He's
1: trapped by it. But for fucking five minutes, Bob Holly's fucking with the chain link. He can't get it unraveled. He's like, ah, fuck. (laughs) And he goes back. He goes back and tries to get to the Al Snow. and, And somehow Al Snow works it out. And he does pin him in it. And they, they they camera pan out to Holly going back. And then when they go back to Snow, he's totally in chain in the chain link yeah. fence. Like, I was like, that didn't happen, though. Yeah. I mean, what I will say is that the the match was brutal because it's fucking it's Snow and Holly. There's no way it's not going to be. The stuff they use on each other was, was fucking nasty. But. I don't know why you have to go into the That's river. That's what I'm and saying. For the it stupid bells sense. and whistle, I like I don't
2: give them credit for it being brutal because like for the stupid bells and and I, and I'm sorry to say that about both guys cuz nobody should put their body through that but, because, but like, and they're with legit. all the dumb like, so bells and hardcore. whistles with the river and the and like Dave said the painfully editing of the the fence, you know, or when the camera went away and came back someone rolled him in it or he rolled himself in it. Like it's just Vince Russo, bro, bro, like oh throw people for a swerve how how's he gonna kick out of the pin wrapped in chain bro he can't like fucking god damn it like meanwhile these guys are legitly they're legitly trying to make it a quote unquote <laughs> hardcore match by hitting beating the shit out of each other like when that should have been the focus point about and a they hardcore did match. They,
1: they did everything and just to their point to your point they did, they did everything they could they went sure. all out sure they destroyed each other fire extinguishers sure glass, they were they were nasty it was brutal that, sh- um, that should have so been the point I, I, of a
2: hardcore match not fucking, we're gonna put you in a, a shit filled river we're gonna, push you, we're in gonna ra- ra- you gotta get the chain by the chain fence right bro you gotta uh, bro you gotta you gotta wrap yourself right and if not we're gonna do it off camera <laughs> like that you know what I mean? Like it's like the whole thing should be these two guys beating the shit out of each other. That's the hardcore championship. Instead, you got Vince Russo sticking his dick and everything. Like just yo, know, you're trapped
3: in a chain link. You can't get out. You can't okay? get out. You got to them, trapped. bro. They won't
2: know what's coming, bro. You
1: want tra- like fuck. Your guys' Jersey accents are way better. It's than and mine. they're too different. I, and they probably don't even
2: say anything like Russo if I listen to them. But Flair, there we go. I got it back, um, bro. Flair. That's how you say Flair all the time. Um, So, so yeah, so I give it a thumbs in the middle because of what you said, Dave, because I, you know, both guys did beat the shit out of each other. And they really wanted it to look good. So, with what they they could control, they fucking did what they were supposed to do. But, honestly, the booking was shit in this match. It was just like, yeah, let's get him outside, bro. Like, oh, fuck. Like, God, okay. Get him in the river. Get him in the river and then end it and make Bob Holly run 9.2 miles back to the venue. Like, fucking Jesus Christ. It really really was a long run. Like, Holly... I never Come thought on, about man. that. I'll be honest. <laughs>
3: you jog it out like a NASCAR track. <laughs> like you're a race car driver. Like run <laughs> like you're on the track, right?
2: Bro. <laughs> you're trying to get and out from get the name off. of Spark Club. Run out of it. Run. You left it at the river, bro. That's where you left it.
4: <laughs> 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 and here's the cover One, now. Two, and a race, Bob oh, Holly has right. won the hardcore. Oh.
1: Oh god, we're 28. I know we're two that.
2: matches
1: oh, So all so right. Good. So anyway. Just don't give us a shit. I say thumbs shit. in the middle, Dave. I'll, what do you say? I'll take I'll take middle for sure for this same Thumbs reasons, down for absolutely. Shawn Michaels. You take, got it,
2: buddy. Hey Craig, what do you give this match? <laughs> all right.
3: Th- thumbs in the middle because <laughs> I, I truly like Al Snow and I I can't give Al Snow a thumbs down. Good. What does everybody want?
4: Yeah. Absolutely. I'll snow to get a thumbs in the middle. Solid
3: reasoning, Craig. Solid
2: reasoning. Uh, <laughs> what is as good as anything else? Bob it's as good as test. anything Move else to mind. help explain Russo booking. The next match is Big Boss Man defeated Midian in a singles match in 6 minutes Thumbs uh, 6 down. minutes and 19 seconds in a, in a <laughs> uh uh the theme it was a shit fuck sandwich match and they did they did great because that theme certainly fit the match uh, boss man catches him with the boss man slam gets the pin on him and two, no one
1: gives two shits two thirds of the match just the crowd is oh the, is fucking they start a boring chant boring.
2: yeah five minutes in and then this was the and whole and this and was the was it the corporate ministry yet or I think it was right they had the corporate ministry going. Because mm. at the end, they had fucking... Didn't Visser come out and splash him like 900 times with his 900-pound frame? Yes. yes. yes.
3: And he brought, it, like, yeah. an eyeball with, in formaldehyde and then set it on the announcer table for the whole match because it was an eyeball. Naturally.
1: F- well, that's crazy. natural. That's Craig. I don't know
3: yeah. So, thumbs up. Thumbs up for me on the
2: eyeball. He's
1: going to have an eyeball yeah, out it's there. A, it's a... And it's going to be a big
2: thumbs down for Think me. Think about bro. it. After the chain match in the river, <laughs> you get an eyeball. Oh man, Vince, it's going to be the best pay-per-view ever. Right, whatever. <laughs> when am I When's Austin coming on? <laughs> yeah.
3: Cuz the eyeball is always <laughs> watching you, right? It's always watching.
1: Yeah. All right. Midian.
2: Bro. <laughs> so, uh so thumbs but down for everybody.
1: Bossman wins the match but loses the war according to uh He Michael sure Hall. does. He sure does. Who's a good hundred pounds thinner The uh, the next
2: so it's so a thumb down from everybody. The next match is Jeff Jarrett and Owen yes. Hart, the tag team champions of the world, with Debra, defeated D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry with Ivory in their corner. And as Craig told me, Ivory was debuting here. Uh nine minutes. Yeah. Nine minutes and thirty-three seconds. What's your question?
1: Why why is Owen so angry? I don't
2: know why he brought an eyeball down he the is ring, so Dave. Nobody angry. Does. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about I thought you were talking about the eyeball and viscera. I'm sorry
1: oh sorry the eyeball I'm sorry I was just wondering why Owen was so angry
3: yeah he uh, um, spits in Mark Henry's face uh, about just a minute in and then gets a receipt uh, for the next two minutes from Mark Henry (laughs) (laughs) he gets the shit kicked out of him it's quite funny and I was like wow good job
4: Owen Thanks to a combination of Deborah, the guitar, and the figure four. But I'll tell you what, Kang, I do not think by any stretch of the imagination that this thing is over between Ivory and Deborah. Oh, no. Look at the look on Ivory's face. She wants some more of Deborah. How injured is Mark Henry? I- Ivory's man is hurt. How is that knee after receiving the guitar to the knee? And Deborah put oh, half her full ripped off. Heads back to the locker room area. But right now...
1: And that was right before Mark Henry delivered roses to Ivory and, you know, expressed his liking for her. I felt like... You know, on this Valentine's I Day. I felt
2: like this, like each... I don't know how to word this. That each team should have been booked in a different match with different, different opponents because you had all that shit going on with Mark Henry giving roses to Ivory and all that stuff. And then you had Jeff Jarrett and Owen with their dynamic with Deborah, and like I just kind of felt like did did they mess up and actually book these two teams with two different other teams, but then those two teams couldn't show up and they're like you guys you guys got to go in the ring. Like I don't I was watching this just going like okay like Owen and Jeff Jarrett are actually keeping this match afloat for me like they're working and Delo's well, good yeah. and Delo's good. D- I, I D-Lo's was gonna great. say
1: Delo Delo is the ultimate definition of underrated. That guy was. Uh- this match, I mean he he carried he carried the um, the the crowd through it with with the high spots. But like to your point, Owen and Jared are definitely controlling because they were they through. were like that's, the heels the pretty job.
2: much, and like it was just sort of like exactly yeah, it was just really weird. Like again, I'm trying to explain Vince Russo booking, and it, this had his fingerprints all over it. Where it's just like these, the I I I just can't find the words right now. The teams were like doing their things. Like playing little individual stories out, where like like you know Henry trying to appeal to Ivory, and it was just so like God like.
1: But no, but can no you just story fucking really wrestle finished. a
2: tag match for God's sakes and make people want to win the tag titles? Like that's the goal here. Like, and it's just odd. Like I just, I don't know. I I I I love the three of the four names back here. I love Mark Henry as a whole, but like back here, Henry was so green and and so hard do, to watch. But
1: do do you? I do. do. You? I, I later on
2: Henry absolutely started doing good what? stuff, but. Uh, th- I'm talking years later. I'm talking like, you know,
1: like he, he was, it, it, he was baby at this point, but so many others really were, I have to tell you, I've, I've never, <laughs> uh, you can, you all can hate me. I've never liked a goddamn thing. Mark That's Henry fair to done. say. I've never, I've never appreciated I think it. it's I'm fair sorry. to say. I think I that the
2: link do. that he was with the company, which he was been with the company for 65 years, um, like He had some bright, like we we remember sexual chocolate. We remember his flirting with China.
1: It was, that was really good. And then that
2: would happen. And then 20 years would go by and then he would do something else good. And then 20 more years would go by and then he would do something else good. So I get it, right? Like he should have had more bright spots in his long career. Um, But at the same time, I do remember him crying on cue when he turned against John Cena later, way later in his career, which was fantastic. Um, and I'm getting off, you know, getting off subject here, but like, and yeah, the sexual chocolate stuff. And, and so, and, and you can forget the Mae Young stuff because I hated that shit, but that wasn't him. That was Flair. That was that guy. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I agree with you. I see where you're coming from on that. I don't disagree with people who don't see anything in Mark Henry because it took forever to get like good moments out of him. Like it, way too much time passed in between. I totally agree with that statement. But I do like Mark Henry. But that's why I said back here especially uh, three of the four names kept me entertained because I love Jarrett, I love Owen uh, and I love D'Lo. So like at least they saved the match. They tried to have some kind of wrestling match if you can call it, it that here with this bullshit yeah. going
1: on. Hit it, Craig. Yeah,
3: and can I just say that this watching this today reminded me, and what made me think of it was "Sexual chocolates, theme music. I love the Attitude Era entrances and how yes. how how all of these were on my gym playlist for so long. Just almost every single so over the I, these themes are still awesome. Yes. I love them absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah, they get you pumped up from the get. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, at, at the end of the day, I I'll say it again. I just want to make sure everybody understands. D'Lo Brown is extraordinarily underrated. Watch this match, and you will see exactly what I'm talking about. I will give the match definitely a thumbs middle.
2: I agree. Uh, Same thing. Least. I st- thumbs middle thumbs for middle. Me
3: too. I mean, it comes off I felt- those three matches. I I'd give it a thumbs up just for if you sat through the three
2: before it. If you if if you <laughs> <laughs> earned it. You, you, yeah, you earned it. You've already got.
1: You 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 yeah. You've you've earned it. Yeah. So the
2: next match was Val Venus with Ryan Shamrock in uh, his corner um, defeated Ken Shamrock to win the Intercontinental Championship. Now, let me I got to I need to calm down. Hello. I hate this time period because they this is the beginning of the let's shit on the Intercontinental title for about 10 years. And I just can't fucking stand it. I love the Intercontinental Championship. I love you know, I you watch this match and then I dare you to think of Savage and Steamboat for Mania 3 at the same time. You'll pass out because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't they just I don't know what they did with it here. It just was awful. And Ken Shamrock was blown up like a minute into this fucking thing. And uh, I don't know why, because Shamrock usually has, like, good cardio.
1: Well, he was he was angry. I he guess, angry, yeah. Like, he shit
2: this. himself and then just couldn't catch his wind after that. And, like, it just... I, well, everything he did afterwards, I was like, he's so blown up. He's so blown up. Like, this whole match. And then... The Ryan Shermark thing was he was, quote, unquote, she was Ken Shermark's sister, but she loved Val Venus and Ken couldn't stand for that. And because Val was a, you know, promiscuous porn star and oh, just Vince Russo, like everywhere. And like, forget, don't make it about the IC title. Yeah, don't do it.
1: Don't don't make yeah. it about like the guy. And then Bill, Billy
2: Gunn, Billy Gunn was, was like a special huge. referee here who I guess had. For he like had a no beef reason. with Shamrock, I yeah. think, and then he did a fast count, and that's how Shamrock lost the fucking belt. And, like, it just...
1: It, More like a slow I, count. I
2: just, uh, you know, it was 15 minutes, 15 minutes and 53 seconds, but Goldust and Blue Meanie. Uh, Maybe they deserve to go three minutes, but they couldn't go five. You couldn't take two minutes off these goddamn assholes. Like, so I hated this match. I was angry the whole time when I saw Shamrock come down. And then I had forgotten that he lost the IC title here. And when I saw it happen, I was like, you just shit on the ice. My favorite title. Fuck you. And so after that, I just thumbs down. I hated this match. Shamrock was blown up. Um, and I normally do like Shamrock. A lot of people, he's it, people don't really talk about him a lot. And he was decent. He was really decent in the ring, actually, during this this era. But uh, fifteen minutes, fifteen minutes. No, thank you. Uh-oh.
4: Uh-oh. And now he shoves the ref. Fasten your seatbelts. Here we go. What? It is. Shamrock into the ring. Valvinus rolls him up.
1: Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes is too long, but I thought at least Shamrock would lay it in, and he would take it too. Like when he goes into the corner, chest first, he takes it full bore. Um, I, I I don't think the effort is lacking in, uh, in this match, but I God, I just I I just feel like this whole match, is, this whole paper is going to shit on Russo, <laughs> but he deserves um, it. I'm not saying. I'm not he, well, he deserves, he deserves it, it because all the big matches, I like, guarantee
2: you, he didn't fucking touch. Vince is not gonna let him touch Austin,
1: yeah. Pat Patterson yeah. touched all those, so um, but you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, uh, there was no lack of effort from those guys, so I will give it a thumbs middle because they did everything they could with what they had to work with, and and, uh, and I will give it to them. They can't control the finish, they can't control who goes over. That is what is, um. But if you look at Shamrock, he's noticeably pissed off. He's trying to play the story. He's doing everything he's supposed to do. His sister is there. She's not supposed to be there because Val Venus is a male whore, you know, which all sounds good if you're watching General Hospital, um, which is kind of what this is from time to time. But it's not the same as some other matches that, you know, it's not it's not macho Elizabeth. That's wait. you compare.
2: said. And you gave it a thumbs in um, the middle.
1: I'll give it thumbs middle. Yeah, I mean, I I, I thought they tried to lay it in. Uh, they tried to make it very extreme, very physical, um, and they tried to play the storyline the best they could. So I'll give it. I'll give it the middle for the effort. But if they didn't, it would be an extreme thumbs down because it's just it's so, it's just you uh, disappoint me so You, you disappoint I, me, Craig. I want I want I wanna, I want I want to give I want to give them the benefit of the doubt.
3: Yeah, I. I'll give it a thumbs in the middle. Oh, it was just Billy Gunn goes to the Shawn Michaels School of Special Guest Refereeing with the tight shorts. And <laughs> and the I don't know why. Shirt. and Just shaking his ass. Like, I don't oh. know why he was he was there. He it's, it's clunky with Ryan Shamrock, too. At the very end, Ken Shamrock says as loud as possible to the camera so everyone can hear of the audio. Slap me to fake sister and then he also drops an F-bomb in the middle of the match and then the fast count it's just oh is it not even his real sister no it's not no I'm oh, sorry yeah Um
1: no you guys you guys are great I <laughs> have uh but, but you're just like I don't no know. Dave he, it was,
2: they tried I, He but it, it was bad so give it yeah give it both of you not give not it, give to it give a thumbs, thumbs in the down. middle both of you totally anyways let's go to the next fucking match ridiculous <laughs> It's <laughs> so you like it a like thumbs down, and then you shit on that it. Stops. Like it's a thumbs down. Everybody knows it. <laughs> Everyone who's listening to this knows that. It's
1: fucking ridiculous.
2: <laughs> um, the next match is the Corporation, uh, represented by China and Kane, uh, taking on Degeneration X, represented by Triple H and X Pac. And uh, China ends up pinning Triple H at the end of this after
1: 14 can, minutes and 40 seconds. I, can I just? Can I just say I'll give it a thumbs oh. down right now because Shane wouldn't. Oh, shut but let's the
2: fuck give Val and Shamrock a thumbs in the middle. Go on, Dave. Like, please finish your shit.
1: No, I'm joking. I'm joking a little bit. I'm just saying, like, he he's like, get him, get him. I'm like, dude, you know you're on the announcement. Wait, who said record. that? Who can said can that? You shut the fuck up. Oh shit, because Shane. Oh, Shane Shane was oh that's right. You're right. Time. He dude, was
2: commenting. That's right. That's right.
1: I was like, God damn, bro. Like, fucking, can you take a rest? Like, that was the only thing about this match that I really wasn't. I was really upset about, but. Well, so you said James. what you said I mean, about
2: Mark Henry. Um, can I say something in the same vein? Okay. I've never really cared for Shane or thought anything special of Shane. Go on. At all, he falls off. He falls off <laughs> shit, and not in an artistic way like Foley does. He just falls off shit. That's all he does. That's
3: all he does. Thanks for joining everybody. Find foals- us on.
2: And he's lucky like, he hasn't died. That's I'm
1: to being honest. Like, <laughs> or, or or falls through shit like glass with Kernangle. I mean, I'm just. Fuck, yeah, because that because well, that was Jeff, Shane. He's not wrong.
2: Kurt Angle's the, the one Jeff who made the ignorant wrong. decision to throw him over and over again through that. that. Was yes, Shane was telling him like try again, which is fine. I don't doubt his guts or his balls, but like I, what else has he done? Like honestly, he comes out there and he he like seizures while he dances, and then like he gets in coast to coast. Work did bro. you say
3: Caesar? Seizures, yeah. like when he dances. Yeah,
2: and then like because he does that little <laughs> shuffle with his feet or whatever. It looks like he's just like he's having an episode of something.
4: <laughs> money, money, money,
2: money. <laughs> and uh, and his work's awful because he's not a pro wrestler he never was and Aww. like he just gets good athletes in there that work well with him and they're like yeah you want to fall off that okay like I mean what like what really like if you can't tell the difference between what he does and what Foley does I'm sorry for you like because that's,
1: that's uh, they're two totally yeah, different things there. like
2: yeah. they're two totally different things Shane does it the wrong way and Foley does it the right way but that's fine I know there's a lot of people that do like Shane Absolutely. I'm not disputing that.
1: Well, and in this match, he really didn't do much of nothing, but take a, and annoy us on commentary. I mean, yeah. So that, that's, that's where the thumb downs, the thumbs down comes for me, but there's also one other part. I mean, China is the ninth wonder of the world. And I felt they went out of their way to protect her here. I'm like, she could have done a lot more with Waltman here because she was bigger than him. I know they did have spots where she did kind of overpower, but i felt they could have made it way more kind of spectacular like um was there a spot where she pressed him at all or Yeah, i think if, if I mean, there's any
2: time that Waltman could have done what Waltman does it was here. Um he's a bumper, he's a light guy, you know what i mean? Like he does Yeah, so, so why why
1: is he throwing I think his it'd be per- her, it'd be perfect you know for China I mean?
2: to, to kind of, you know, bump use him to bump quite a bit and put herself over. And yeah, they, they just didn't do, do
1: that, correct? Yeah, that that was that was the disappointment. I mean, China's getting in there already. And Kane is billed at 378 pounds. I'm just saying that's what I heard. You know,
2: <laughs> I forgot to check on yeah. that.
1: Um, I, yeah, you can check it for me. I just I, I felt like they were really overweighing people in this in this pay-per-view. But demons I are heavy, Dave. Um, I, I want. Well, yeah, I'm pretty fat. That's true. I mean, I'll get on the diet tomorrow. It's all temporary. But I mean, at the end of the day. I'm looking at it like Kane had to protect China throughout the whole match. The whole point is to have the ninth one of the world go in there and knock our socks off and do things that we couldn't expect. And maybe they felt the world wasn't ready for it, but I was ready for it when I watched it right now. And I was like, I was really disappointed. So I will give the match a thumbs down.
2: Craig, what do you think about the uh, corporation against DX? I'll, I'll
3: give this kind of thumbs in the middle because unfortunately this match was kind of the crowd kind of breather it was the popcorn match after Venus and Shamrock. So, um, so you, what the fuck? so they had a very tough job and, um, I will give it um, a thumbs in the middle. I'm kidding. Of course. But, um,
1: <laughs> I honestly, I, Ch- I honestly believe that, that China, China could have done some real work in there and like, and, and got people going nuts. And they just didn't allow it. China acts and like I'm, she, And I'm being I'm being halfway serious about that.
3: China acts like she dies after she pins uh Triple H. Like she has to be kind of cared. She goes completely like limp. It's a very strange yeah, kind of way of being exhausted like, after it. Yeah,
2: he did do the his triple H knee to her, and then when he set her up yeah. for the pedigree, he didn't hit it because Kane get came it. in and chokeslammed him. So like yeah, like and then China was like out still. And then yeah, the whole thing is yeah. like she <laughs> she uh, she had a stinger and uh it, t- it took her a while to recover but she's no stinger I yeah because I, gave, was, I gave was probably it, I give it a thumbs down because I expected so much more like the storyline was trying to kind of she turned on DX and whatever and eventually she turns on Kane and goes back with DX I think I don't remember when but it happens soon um after sure. this but but like yeah so i was really okay the storyline's cool like i i like the kane you know character i like china i like dx and that's fine so i was like oh it's it's gonna be good yeah like to dave's point earlier i thought yeah Pac is i don't remember this match because it's been so long since i've watched his pay-per-view um i was like yeah Pac's gonna bump all over the place especially for china it's gonna be cool he and didn't. he didn't and then like it was just sort of like blah and then yeah it ended with kane coming in there and choke slamming him and putting china on top and i was like oh like, okay, the one match, I expect some Vince Russo chicanery. It doesn't happen. And, like, I'm mad about it. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, where's the fucking fire and shit for Kane? And, you know, what the fuck is – nothing – This that's how it ended? I don't know. I was like uh, – it was flat for me. And then the work leading up to it, too, was just, like, run-of-the-mill, blah, like a raw match. And I was like, okay, like, this didn't – like – so it might, in the long run, deserve a thumbs in the middle because it was – four stars basically um but like i just i expected so much more out of it when we got to the la- you know last three matches of the card i'm like okay this one's going to be really good storyline wise at least you know
1: so so re- real talk right now do you think at that point china could have uh pressed or even press slam triple h
2: sure i mean if he jumped enough and i don't mean that to be mean i mean well, I that's understand. just how they do so, it i mean so yeah sure no
1: no no, no, no i know i get it i understand that like like andre had a jump for hogan right i mean yeah. that's that's truth um, you know because he's a big son of a bitch so I'm not I'm not denying that I'm just saying like so why not
2: or why, why not pick not? Even, you know X-Pac if- up and throw him into Triple H and have Triple H bump on that like there could have been cool spots where they could have really popped the crowd with China. yeah just like yeah. none of
1: it happened like they, they couldn't get their egos out of the way maybe I, I'm not sure well Triple H was in the ring All right
3: <laughs> were, they, were they dating at the time because that's the only way that this the ending I, of this would They yes, happened yes they were yeah. whether, whether Kane did the damage or not it's the only way he would have let China cover yeah. her so, and then Vince Russo the only part of Vince Russo in this match was him telling China at the end you gotta act like you are dead you are just
4: dead <laughs> let Kane pick you this,
2: up this whole, you are, this not, alive. Is a Russo you are not alive I love you it. I want you to pretend that you are not alive I want you to be dead but you're not really dead but you are dead by the way I think Triple H is seeing Stephanie so you cannot move after this match uh, you cannot move I think your boyfriend's cheating on you. But you really need to sell this injury, China. I Whoa. really think you need to play it straight here. <coughs> yeah. So I yeah, I'm so That's sorry. Terrible. So the next match is Mankind, the reigning World Wrestling Federation champion here against The Rocky Poo. Um it ended in a draw and it was a last man standing match for the title at 22 minutes.
1: But what I what I will say is that this the, you know for a draw ending uh, it's pretty phenomenal. I mean, you know, Mankind. <clears throat> come on, you know, stood up at the two, and he grabs for chairs. They ran into each other, delivering double chair shots. They neither could stand up after the ten count, ending that match in a draw. Mankind remains WWE champion. I'll give it a thumbs up. I think this had some entertainment to it. Um, I think there's a lot of uh fun stuff here. There there's ref bumps, um you know I mean mankind brought He back into the ring at the rib and grabs his hand trying to control the count only made it to eight for <laughs> the rock stood up he's trying to like control heaven's hand <laughs> you know for, for the counts I mean <clears throat> there, there's just there's a lot of fun stuff here I will give it a thumbs up but I mean you can't the storyline of of, of, of uh, gosh for months and months and months of mankind and the rock ah it's phenomenal stuff isn't it not I mean it's great. They did a fantastic job, Craig. Against. What did you give the match? It,
3: I give it thumbs up. It's cool to see Mankind with the belt. You you look at him and you see him now, and in this he takes he does a DDT on a table, and then a minute later he takes a back body drop or, uh, yeah, back back suplex on the concrete. I was like, oh my gosh, it's just it's fun stuff, but um, and a heck of a story. And these guys had multiple wars. Um, it, I mean. It was fun.
1: I will have, I will have a hard time not giving any Mick Foley match a thumbs up. I just, I think can't. even if the card, he put, he put his even if the
2: card it. was a little better up to this point, you know, um, I still think I would give this match a thumbs up. I mean, we, I, you, you tend to shit on, you know, rapid title changes, right? We always kind of frown on that, like establish a champion, damn it. And establish him and go with them. But like, I, this these guys work so well together, and you sympathize with Foley so much, and The Rock was such a piece of shit heel that like everything worked, and and they did these, and you you could like they were they had you guessing so much you didn't really know if the title was going to change hands. I mean, first of all, who would have saw Foley winning it to begin with? Nobody. Um, but they did it. And then they had The Rock win it back at Royal Rumble, and you're like, okay, fine, uh, right. the, exactly. But then Foley wins it back on the halftime heat, and you're like, are they are they gonna ride with Foley on this? Like, so really, leading up to WrestleMania, you were truly guessing like who the fuck is going to be champion going into Mania? Rock or um, uh, Mankind? Uh, So, yeah, like I was totally fine with this match ending in a draw. I thought it was a cool ending. And I thought that like they kept you wanting to see another match between these guys, yet another one. And uh, you don't see that anymore today. You know, it's like so formulaic like today. It's like the first match, the second match, the third match is usually the blow off. You're done. Then they go into something else here. It's like they had like four matches like where you didn't know. You truly didn't know who was going to end up with the belt at the end. I mean, maybe looking back, you're going to be like, yeah. of course it was The Rock, but <clears throat> but I mean, like, I give this, yeah, I totally give this match a thumbs up. The whole feud was was so engaging. Uh, I wanted to see another match. Every time they ended they one match, I was like, well, feet. when are they going to fight again? This is Rock awesome.
4: Rock with his feet, both have chairs. Oh, they both clocked each other with those those chairs. Oh, no. That's it. too. Referee at three. Both Mankind and The Rock Four. hit each other simultaneously with those steel chairs. Right in the face. This Six. looks like a big car. Will any one boys. of these men get up? Six. Mankind. Four. Referees at eight. There's nine. Will anybody get up? Ten. And there's ten. The referee calls for the bell. A ten count. Rocking Mankind. The Both men failed to answer the 10 count. Therefore, the referee's official decision. The
3: fans do give it a little bullshit chant at the end, but whatever. Like, they didn't appreciate it at the time, or maybe it's just a testament to they wanted one of these guys to
2: win. But it was w- well thumbs up. I just think the Val fans, Venus fans and Shamrock dumb. match finally caught up to them and they were chanting bullshit yeah. about that fucking piece of shit match. So true. That's ex- that is exactly <laughs> right. They're finally got a chance to breathe. So it's just minute. not
3: gonna compare. What did we say? Don't uh, put Venus and Shamrock three matches down from here. You don't do
2: it. Yeah, I don't it's gonna fuck your main event up, for sure.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 I mean I mean the the telltale sign is if you're on a pay-per-view someone should go over in a title match. A draw usually doesn't work, but they were working to something bigger and I get it. Um, And there was a lot of, you know, overnight title changes. So, I mean, that was just the way of the world back then they were trying to make work, but if you put the match on its merit, um, yeah, thumbs up all the way. Good stuff. So the last match is the main event. It's what we
2: all came here to see stone cold. Steve Austin against Mr. McMahon, the calm, physically the culmination of their feud inside of a steel cage um to determine the number 1 contender to the WWF championship at WrestleMania <laughs> 19 so but, and at this point great great booking we just had a draw right so Foley still the champion but now you're just like holy shit is Austin going to take on uh you know Foley here so well Austin would defeat him we knew that um what do you? Uh, what did you think about the match, Dave? I, so
1: yeah. thumbs up and uh, hit us up on Instagram. I'm just kidding. What do you but- think about the match, <laughs>
2: <laughs> David?
1: No, Craigers, you take it away, man. Tell us what you thought.
3: I was the time on this is 7:56, but I don't think that counts all the time they spent outside. I think they're just counting correct because there was a lot of time yeah. before when they brawl the outside they go up. Um, So I had forgotten. I remember seeing the timing of it. And then I watched the pay-per-view and I was like, this is nine minutes long. And of course, basically what happens is... Uh, and it was it's it's a great story, and that they don't even get in the ring, and all you want to see is one on one. These two in the ring, inside the confines of that big steel cage, and they do not give it to you. There, he's he's running away from it. He's hesitant. Mr. McMahon's running away. Pronouns, pal. Yeah, he
1: never got into the ring at first. Didn't right?
3: get into the ring. Uh, Austin chases him outside. They go up and down, kind of the arena stairs. They tease going up the cage, and then kind of before the match kind of even starts, McMahon takes a bump off the cage onto a table where I guess he. Bruce had said that kind of hurt him a little bit. He landed on it wrong, but had practiced it where he kind of lands. It hesitates for a moment before the table collapses and he hits kind of on the side where there's no give to it. Um, but it honestly looked okay. And the paramedics and the neck brace and all that stuff was planned. He seemed, he seemed fine after watching it today, but then listening to Pritchard kind of give his thoughts on the match. And he had said that when this um, bump happened, they thought McMahon was dead. Although he did have bruising kind of on the back. So, um, and then it kind of almost starts from there, the brutality, and then goes from there. So it, it was exciting enough. It's not five quality um, work rate by any means, you, you, but it's, it's yeah, enough. You
1: can't put Vince in a match like that. I mean, to say five star on work, but five star on drama and storyline, yeah. you can you can put it there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, that's just Vince, right? I mean, um, you, you look at the beginning, you know. I don't even, you know, the menagerie of it, if you want to call it. I mean, where they're just kind of, you know, they're showing that the clips of Vince with Austin and every time Austin comes out, Vince's expressions are priceless. Uh, God, what a feud. What a, I mean, nobody, I, I, I don't, people say, oh yeah, Austin and Vince was great. I don't, I don't know if that even is enough to really express. Vince is ashamed of his character at times, you know, that he played. I, I I don't think that Vince even gives himself enough credit to how good he was in this feud. Absolutely phenomenal. And this is what, you know, you two would also call a payoff match and it totally paid off. I mean, God, I mean, I can't even imagine what, you know, what Vince is capable of at the time until you see this. You're like, wow, Vince, Vince really kind of, he kind of, he kind of pays it in. He does, he does his work when it comes to the story we all know that Vince is not a worker that's not it's not what he's done he's never done that but when it comes to this feud in the storyline he he put 110% into it period yeah i liked
2: i liked what they did before the quote unquote bell rung um cuz it makes sense cuz Vince mm-hmm. is not a full-time wrestler um i i don't i I don't know what I think about this match watching it again. because so when it happened, of course, Austin was hot, you know, when we first watched it live and, and Vince was like, I don't know. I don't like the payoff being here. I don't know why. I guess the end result always had to be Austin getting his hands on Vince, but I think we always knew from the start that Vince wasn't the wrestler that Austin was in storyline. He was the the owner of the company. Uh, yeah. He was jacked and he always made fun of his, you know, he always showed his physique off and all that, but I don't think Vince ever did that to be like, could he really wrestle? Like, I don't, I don't think anybody ever really wanted that from Vince or that character. So to put him in there with Austin was certainly, yeah, the, 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 to put him in there with Austin was weird to me in a February pay-per-view at an, in your house offering. Um, I I, the physical finally their first official match was a payoff here and that was odd to me I even thought that back at the time this is odd to me and I don't like it um but I but Vince always busts his ass when is that character not turned you know on a scale of one to ten to thirty you know when when uh, Vince is the you know if he will never do anything that he doesn't or he will never ask someone to do something that he wouldn't do himself and you know you've heard that about Vince a million times so my my I don't dispute his Mm -hmm. effort or his, 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 uh, you know, him just saying, yeah, fuck, I'll fall off the cage onto the table. That's fine. Like I don't dispute any of his balls or his guts or anything like that. But, but I mean, I just, and I liked Austin here, you know, he's still breathing so he could still continue. And that was funny and everything. But I just felt the whole time going like, had like it, if it hadn't been looking back in hindsight, if it hadn't been for the rock being so hot and him going on to face Austin at mania 19, they could have fucked up mm-hmm. here by having these two finally touch each other and of course austin was going to dominate and not yeah and for well, mania. yeah yes yes in short yes
1: um so so yeah, yeah to, to your point i think i think you really are onto something big there the only problem with that equation is that i never i don't think vince ever believed it was mania worthy and that's the only reason why it it's, it's the biggest feud you've
2: ever done. Moment. Basically. I don't know why. I don't know.
1: I, I'm with you. I'm with you on it, but he, or he, this is a the problem. There's Vince, there's Vince, the booker, and not Vince even have it at mania. Vince the booker, Not even have it. He didn't believe in the character. Not even have
2: much. it at mania. Just, sense? I don't even know if you ever try to have a physical payoff with the two. It, it's, but now thinking about it, yes, wrestling is built off something, starting a feud and there's gotta be a payoff somewhere. I get that. But like it, I, I sure. think by them doing it, 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 I don't know. It, it, Vince, of course, would be a thorn in his side all the way through 2001, you know, when they actually sided together. Um, but like it just kind of, I, I think the whole thing was like, we'll yada yada past it because the, the end with the debut of, of the big show or, you know, the giant from WCW. I also was like, yep. well, wait a minute. Why would you make this match a number one contendership match? Yes, Vince won the Royal Rumble, which the winner does get the shot at the title. I get it. And so they they had to somehow get that off Vince, right? But I don't know why they had to do it here. I don't know why Vince couldn't have won this match because at the end, when Paul Wright throws him through the cage and the cage is obviously gimmicked, which makes me annoyed as well. Um, and then basically at the end of the match, it's, You know, Paul Wright comes up through the ring and everyone's like, oh, my God, that's his that's Paul Wright. He was from another company. And, you know, look at the size of him or whatever. So he gets Austin. He's so strong. He throws Austin into the cage, but he did know his own strength. And he ended up throwing Austin through the cage, which put Austin on the floor, which makes Austin win the match. Okay, fine. Instead of that, why couldn't Paul Wright have done that for Vince? Why? Why? He came up from the, in the middle of the ring because they made sure nobody could get in. So that's the whole point in Paul, Wright, Heaven forbid he comes down to the ring like Kane did to rip the door off. So obviously you knew that the ending, the way it was done, the reason why he came through the middle of the ring and didn't find a way from the outside in is because it wouldn't make sense for this ending. That's why they did it. So he comes Mm -hmm. up from the middle of the ring, like the undertaker for no reason. And and he and he throws Austin through the cage. I get it. Okay, I get that's how they ended it. But to me, they didn't have to make it a number one contenders match or they could have. They could have still made a number one contenders match because every week on Raw, they change stipulations and and drug things out or whatever. Look at how many matches we just talked about The Rock and Mankind having. So why couldn't Vince have won this match? Paul Wright grabbing him and knowing that he's that strong because there's no other way out of the cage, right? Because obviously Paul Wright had to come up through the middle. That was the only way he was going to get in because they locked the cage down. Like, so he throws Vince through the cage. Vince hits the floor. Total bullshit cheating. Austin gets cheated. You can't, you mean you can't take that momentum and ride that in to another rematch and then Austin gets his number one contendership back? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I
1: Hey, hindsight is twenty twenty, man. It is, but I, it bothered me. It. When
2: I watched like it, great. was way more glaring. I'm like, why couldn't they have thrown Vince through the cage? Why couldn't have Big Show done that, knowing that he's that strong, just being like, I'm going to throw him through the cage, and he's going to win. And Austin going, what the fuck? Like, I didn't know a big monster was going to come up in the middle of the ring and throw him through the cage. I got cheated. Yes, you did. Like, and then there you go. You keep going. I don't know. I just thought it was weird. So you have Vince and Austin. I don't, maybe I'm rambling, but...
1: There's, well, there's there's two things to your theory there. I think that they didn't believe. One, Stone Cold's the asshole. So Stone Cold doesn't get cheated. Stone Cold cheats everybody else out and people cheer for it. Two, Vince did not believe in his character enough to carry it that far, which, to your point, is probably a mistake. Uh, But, you know, this is where we are. This is how the match ended. And l- let's put it this way. You take the Paul White equation out of it. At that point, thumbs up, down, middle. Where yet? I, uh
2: I mean, I think I always say thumbs in the middle, in the sense because I have, I'm the one that has so many problems with it, apparently. But I mean, like it. I mean, Vince busted his ass. I mean, what do you, you know? Again, he sets an example for every wrestler. Austin was funny in Austin, and uh, you know, so it it made total. I mean, their their characters didn't betray themselves. You know, I didn't think that. I just thought, like, man, you're debuting this guy and this guy should cheat for you, for Vince to win, and that keeps it alive because Austin had that son of a bitch in bleeding and fucking fell off a cage. Austin had him, damn it. And then this fucking big... He comes from the middle of the ring. What the fuck? Like, and throws Vince through the cage. That's how strong he is. Well,
1: even, even at that point, he could have come to the middle of the ring, busted the cage open, and... Oh, there you guns, go. There you go. Like right even, be, Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Even better. Like, him kick the cage, and he fucking so strong he kicks the panel off. Fine. Like, fine. Like...
1: Yeah, and then walks Vince out of the I ring just, and says, let me let I me remember carry you watching out.
2: this going, yeah. God, like they didn't end the feud between Austin and Vince either. I'm thinking when mm-hmm. you go out of your way to put them physically against each other, I think is my point. And this is what you do, and then you still bleed the feud on for another year and a half. I'm like, what why did you make Vince that vulnerable? Like why did you do that to him? Like if the end, I mean he beat the shit out of Vince, like of course the chicken shit heel covered in blood should find some way to win. It of course, it's it's Brett beating Jerry Lawler at SummerSlam 93, making him tap out to the sharpshooter, but not releasing it. And then he gets DQ'd after holding it on Lawler for like five minutes. And Lawler being carried out carried out on the stretcher, we, just very weak, raises his hand in victory and it pisses everybody off. Like that's what this should have been. It should have been... Vince getting the shit beat out of himself, covered in blood, and just like, some way this fucking massive giant comes out and and gets him out of the cage, and then Vince is the one that holds up the bloody middle finger to Austin to end the pay-per-view. How the fuck... That's perfect. And then on the next night, they're going to do something on Raw where Austin will get another shot, and he gets his number one contendership back, and he goes on to face The Rock. Fine. I just thought, like, why did you? Why would you make Austin win here? Like when Big Show did that kind of debut, like when it was supposed to be this. I don't know. Again, I'm rambling. It's just, I might be overthinking it, just, it. it.
1: It just sounds like it. Just, it just sounds like you're never satisfied with what you get. It's true. Grass is always greener, is bro. True. I think waiting you know, that long Andy? for
3: these guys to mm-hmm. to finally get their hands on each other, it's and then that being the ending, and then that that kind of involving kind of Paul White too, it's it can be kind of unsatisfying. Is a very good point, and I guess that's a very good point. Like, why didn't they save this for Mania? And, why, well, and I think it goes.
1: Why, why does why does Paul White have to debut here? I think is the argument that several people make. Well, I. Yeah, this this, this yeah. would have been fine on its own.
2: I just my my only critique of the match it could have played out the exact same way that it did. Do, don't change a thing except Vince gets out of the cage because of Paul White. Why why not? Like and that that and now people are like, oh fuck, Austin's gonna be so mad tomorrow night on Raw. Oh man, like now Austin wins and bloody Vince, and the only reason why Vince stays standing is well, I own the company. Oh okay, we knew that from the beginning. So, like, what just there there has to be a way that the villain was dastardly to kind of get that victory over on Austin. Like, I don't know, like he Mm -hmm. won the Royal Rumble. That would irritate people even more. He won the Rumble and he beat Austin in a cage match. He must be stopped. Like, and then Austin will find a way to get to him. But like, yeah, I think that was the whole allure of those two guys was and don't get me wrong. We're lucky that The Rock was so on fire here as a heel that, like, it was it, Vince kind of passed that torch on to him. Yes, Vince was still involved in storylines, like I said, for a year and a half playing out, but like uh, The Rock just, you know, was this marvel that came along and was equally as hot as Austin at times. And with, they both, their chemistry was amazing. And that carried it further, you know? So maybe that was the point. To Dave's point, maybe Vince is like, well, I got to get myself out of here somehow. The, my character, you know, like, I'm going to still be on TV, but I got to get out of the number one target position for Austin, we got to put the rock there because he's my guy, you know, he's like the next big heel star and I got to get him, you know, he's got to be the focus of Austin's, you know, anger at this point. Maybe they made a good point that that's what the whole thing was going to be. Cause Vince didn't want Mr. Command to keep being, you know,
1: that's the, that's the only reason Vince didn't have enough faith in his own character to push it forward. Cause everyone else in the business was telling him this is fucking fire according to all the podcasts that you've all listened to, we've all listened to the same ones. They told him, Vince, like you are on fire right now. And he, he didn't believe it. I don't think he believed as much as he pushes his vision and, and the vision of his business to himself. He never believed that in himself as a character of the company. That That's, that's fide fact. I mean, he's, he's, he's very much embarrassed of that stuff, but the funny thing was, it was, it was some of the best wrestling, You'd ever seen uh, in the realm of storyline, and to your point, it didn't have to have a bunch of fancy moves and, you know, as as Cuz would say, it was not here, dicky flips and all that kind of stuff. And you know, it's it's it was just great story, and I think he always sold himself short on that. He never wanted to do it. He didn't want to be a part of it, but it was it was fantastic. And and to your point, if, if they did push it further they would have had people coming on glued by Wrestlemania and don't get me wrong
2: like I mean you know like it had everything right blood guts you know cage match so I'm not I'm not shitting on their work but they both like uh, their chemistry was on point as always you know of course
4: He's colossal! Look! You knew the boss had to have something up his sleeve! I knew it! You didn't know it! Stone Cold waited too long! You didn't believe in the boss! He hates Austin so bad! Look at this! McMahon wants Austin to suffer what he suffered in this match! Austin is gonna learn you don't cross the boss! Look at this! And get away with it! Austin manhandled! Austin oh. into the cage! Austin! The cage gave way! Austin's down!
1: Austin's out of the cage! So, I'm, yeah, I'm not being yeah. that. And, 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 and I'm going to straight up give it a thumbs up. So. Uh,
2: I probably should give it a thumbs up, but I'll just stick with my thumbs in the middle. Craig?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a thumbs up. To, I mean, it's it's Vince's kind of bump on the table and the blood and then the middle finger at the end. It was just... I remember being excited. I remember seeing finally one-on-one get their hands on each other and... It was yeah, it was it was good.
2: Well, I hope Absolutely. uh I hope our fan enjoyed this, Dave. You know, we covered the St. Valentine's Day Massacre from February of ninety nine. Just for him.
1: I, I, I think um well, I, I I think there's a lot more people than just one viewer that likes uh this time frame, this particular pay-per-view. I think it delivers things that are different. Than the standard pay per view would would normally deliver, right? Um, and it is in the prime time of Austin and McMahon. Uh, it carries the Triple H China saga into another level. It, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of gems in here. D-Lo's another gem. Uh, we we get to see another just snippet of Owen, which we all miss. Um, you know, Hall of Fame Owen Hart. It's gonna be my hashtag going into the next five years and. It still won't happen, probably, but all in all, I I enjoyed watching this pay per view. Over, I think it, I think it's just, it it does give you a little bit of a glimpse into that time frame for sure. Where we're like, wow, uh, faces and heels definitely didn't matter. The crowd got to choose more than ever here. I think they really pandered to the crowd more than they ever did, um, and that's a good thing. And I wish they would kind of go back to that. And I, I think right now they're we're trying to be controlled more than ever with these storylines, and I I don't think that was the case here. I think they were they were so getting over and also still so desperate that this was the time frame. Where like the fans are getting what they want,
2: and maybe it is easy for me to critique looking back, but. Yeah, when you when we were in the middle mm-hmm. of this shit, like wrestling was so hot in general and especially Austin and Vince, their feud. And uh, it was like just everything they did was fire. Everything they did, like it's like every month I'm how they gonna, oh, they're going to top it like that. OK, oh, how they're going to top the next. Oh, OK, they're going to top it like that. OK, like it's just the characters are so on fire. We can go back and look at individual individual matches and be like, God, it wasn't very good. But then like when the key storylines, which I would say the biggest thing about the Attitude Era was it was. It was storyline driven. That whole era was. That was the. Way, that's what wrestling was about: soap operas and storylines, and just character development and all that. You know, whereas like you know, the eras before might have been a little bit more about in ring work. Yeah, characters have always been over the top, but you know, this era, especially the Attitude Era, was all about. What the character, how loud were the characters' voices? How how much could they make you relate to them? Oh, I really relate to that character. I really do that. I, I want to tell my boss to fuck off. I can't wait, you know? Like, and it just, yeah, you can't, unless you live through the Attitude Era, it's hard to really replicate it or tell people about it because it was, it was a time we may never experience again. That's for sure.
3: I mean, if you think about it, 19,000 people saw Vince McMahon take that bump off the table, paramedics come out, a neck brace on. And then Austin kind of said the bell hasn't started yet. We're not done with this son of a bitch yet. And they cheered it. Yeah. There was literally no yeah. compassion whatsoever for a dude that had just taken like a Foley <laughs> bump. Um, and we love, they just, they wanted blood. They wanted, they wanted him to die yeah. and no compassion whatsoever. It was, it was amazing. That's how, that's how hot it was.
1: I love it. Absolutely, man. I just, that's the kind of stuff that you can't get back that's the kind of heel character that will never be surpassed it'll never be compared to it no one will come close to that like you said it's always the boss that you want to punch in the face yeah. you know when you, everyone's had a bad boss right and vince was the epitome of that and Stone Cold lived out millions of people's dreams on a weekly basis so Hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019. Click on Linktree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. This is Dave, along with Jess and Craig in the OWP, signing off. Have a good one.
4: Stop!